It's the fourth Sunday of Lent, called Laetare Sunday. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. station today is Santa Croce in Jerusalemme, the Holy Cross in Jerusalem. The main part of the basilica rests where the Caesarian Palace was built by the emperors Commodus and Septimius Severus in the late 2nd century. Even today the church is called the Basilica Caesariana. In the 4th century Constantine gave the palace to his mother Helena. After her journey to the Holy Land and return to Rome with the relics of the Passion and Death of the Lord, she placed those precious treasures here, in a chapel behind the apse of the basilica, which still has traces of the mosaics from the time of Valentinian in the 5th century. The relic chapel was constructed in 1930 according to the old layout of the ancient chapel. You find here a glass case with a fragment of the cross, one of the nails, thorns from the crown of thorns, fragments of the column of the flagellation, and the titulus, or the sign, placed over Christ's head on the cross, which read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Connected to the Passion, by way of the Resurrection, there is preserved here what is thought to be a finger of the Apostle Thomas, who doubted the Lord's Resurrection. He was told by Christ to put his hand into his side. Did this bone of that hand touch the risen, glorious flesh of the Lord? Rose-colored vestments can be used today, a custom tied to the history of this basilica. And I do mean rose, not uh, baby rattle pink, but more rosacea, or a color like salmon or madder. It was the custom on this day for popes to bless roses made of gold, which were then sent to Catholic notables. Thus, Laetare Sunday was also called Dominica de Rosa, Sunday of the Rose. It didn't take a lot of imagination to develop rose-colored vestments from this. The rose vestments then spread from this day over to Advent and the third Sunday, which is called, called Gaudete Sunday. Laetare and Gaudete mean about the same thing, rejoice. And then through the Roman Missal, it spread to the whole world. From Toward Easter by Father Patrick Troedek. In the heart of Lent, the church invites her children to joy. The purple vestments give way to rose vestments. Even as they weep for their sins, even as the time of the Passion draws near, when we will see Jesus humiliated, mocked, despised, the church has Christians sing on this day, Rejoice, O Jerusalem! Exult with joy, you that have been in sorrow! The joy of today may seem out of place, yet it is very legitimate, because it is an effect of the increase of charity in us. As St. Thomas Aquinas explains, the supernatural virtue of charity has for interior fruit both peace and joy. By our Lenten efforts, we have weakened the old man in us and developed our union with God. That of itself is already a source of joy. We are happy to have pleased our Lord and to have consoled our Lady. 
Moreover, we can feel Easter approaching. Already we begin to glimpse from afar the resurrection of our Lord. It is not yet the full joy that we are going to experience at Easter, but it is the beginning of that joy. That joy stimulates our courage and strengthens us in our desire to remain faithful to our resolutions. Lord Jesus, for more than three weeks now I have been drawing nearer to Thee with Thine aid. Today I promise Thee to try to take greater care in my thanksgiving after Mass. Moreover, I want to do everything that depends on me to spend this day in peace and joy. Help me to pursue my efforts all the way to Easter and beyond, so that I might one day hear Thee say to me, Because Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will set Thee over many. Enter into the joy of Thy Master.